Welcome wow. to the the what is it? The Phoenix Show. Yeah, the Phoenix the Phoenix Radio. The Phoenix Radio. And today we're gonna be talking about death. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh God! One of the many, <laughs> one of the many many topics that we that we're gonna talk about today. But first, first of all, of life. how's everyone doing today on this on this fine oh, Monday? Lennox, bro. What's Brent that? Lennox, bro. You should, you should, uh, you know, like the first one we made, like the first episode you didn't release. You, yeah. you kind of did like an intro. And you were like, we're gonna be playing songs by like so and so. You should do that this time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let me pause I mean, for a little bit. I mean, yeah, maybe not right now, but like for whenever. Yeah, like in post or something. Yeah, you can definitely do that in post. Same hey, we're, we're gonna be playing songs by Playboy Cardi. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> ah, damn. Ah, ah shit. Damn. I would like you to podcast. This podcast has potential, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, eight, for, eight for 24. <laughs> hey, let's get started, though. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Solid, bro. Ready to talk. We're just big chilling. Big, big chilling. We'll go from a nap, drinking my, sipping my coffee, talking never, to my boys. Never a day in my life where I'm not big chilling. Yeah. Big man. chilling is baseline, bro. <laughs> it's baseline. <laughs> Everything about me is big, bro. <laughs> 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 oh. Big. <laughs> Big problems. Na testa, 
anything you would believe in so deeply you would die for it heavy heavy question fair enough fair enough with the heavy one um damn i don't think i've gotten there yet honestly i mean i've been thinking about that question for a little bit and i was like is there anything where if if someone held a knife up to my neck and they were like, uh, do you believe in, I don't know, some random thing? Would I be, is there any, or they say anything um, that I held, hold deeply? I don't know if I'd be able to like just die for that. I'd be like right there and then. I don't know if that yeah, makes I mean, sense. That's kind of unrealistic though. You know, who would actually, yeah. who would yeah, actually yeah, be like, I, I would die for that. Like, I think maybe like, it's political wild. movements. Like people who went out this summer to go protest, you know, like they they put their life on the line, especially like people who are in the front lines, you know. Yeah, yeah. The police yeah. just they would just shoot anybody. But so, it, isn't that different than like a? It depends on what how you would die 
Because that's more of like a looming death, I feel like. As opposed to an immediate death, which Edwin is referring to. I don't know if that's what you're thinking about. Sh should I explain the lore of, of the question? Yeah. Alright, so... Uh, essentially, there's this guy named Socrates in ancient Athens where he has been accused of corrupting the youth of Athens. And essentially what he did was he would go around and question everybody's beliefs to the point where they realized that everything that they said in response to his questions contradicted them, um, their, you know, their beliefs. And so they got really annoyed with him. They put him on trial. And instead of begging for his life, Socrates essentially said, um, uh, you should, I, I was doing you a favor. You guys should pay me. And right when he said that, bro, everybody voted for him to die. Um, <laughs> so he was about to get off with a fine. But, but essentially, he talked himself to death. And it was because he believed so deeply that what he was doing was right, that life didn't really matter to him. And so I guess the better question would be, is that, does anything matter to you so much that you would trade your life for it? And, and, and in kind of a... Uh, Something that you're like, eh, like un that you can't move from. That you that that if someone tried to argue with, with you, that you wouldn't. You would be like, I think I'm right, and I don't think I can move from this position. Okay, okay, that clears up a lot. I think, well, for me at least, my own personal freedom. I yeah, would I yeah. would die for that if I knew that I was if I was to live a life without any personal freedoms. Yeah, but I think I want to live. I think it's different. Um, from the concept that Edwin was heading towards, because I feel like his was more of like a belief that you hold true rather than a cause that you would live where you would die for. I feel like it's it's similar, but it's different. It's like... Hmm. Okay, I understand where you're coming from. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, you, you would die for both, but they're different ways. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my yeah. own... Per my own personal lifestyle is different than like my political beliefs like i wouldn't die for any of my political yeah. beliefs i don't think so because when it comes down to it if someone held a gun to my head and was like you know if it's you don't part of, yeah. <laughs> if you don't agree with this candidate then i'm gonna shoot you i'm gonna be yeah. like i'm gonna say whatever it needs to be said not to get shot in the head at that moment yeah. in time because yeah, I, I love that i love that candidate yeah there's some things that i can agree with yeah because I what guess. like what favors are you doing anyone by being a martyr for a cause that you can still contribute to yeah you know? right, right. that's true there's many yeah. more opportunities yeah like you're not yeah, i think i had to, a better to live for the cause yeah for sure for sure they're not gonna check on, like, hold you to it, like, every time after that, you know? So, like, they can't just hold a knife to, at you for, like, the rest of your life. They're not yeah. checking 24-7. Yeah. Then you say whatever you want in the moment. Indeed. That does bring up an interesting point about, like, martyrdom, though. Do you think you could like find self-worth and death? Or like, what do you think about that? Mm. Or maybe, or um, it could be like something that's so 
so a part of your identity that you really couldn't uh, go the other way. Like the only example I could think of was like religion. Let's say like, like for example, like in the Holocaust, like they could have said, "Oh, we're not this," right? But it's like it's so a part of their identity that's like that wasn't really a choice. You know, it's yeah. like. So I got something to add on to that. When you're done. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Uh, um, adding to the to the Holocaust and stuff like that. There's this book I was reading called Man's Search for Meaning. I shared it with Lennox in the past. Um, and it's it's by this guy named Victor Frank Frankel, I think. And he went, he was in the Holocaust. He was a psychologist or something. And there's a story where he explained this this man who arrived to the uh, to to the camp alone and he was like crying and he was he was essentially saying he he believed or he was hoping that his son would survive the holocaust so right there and then he like got on his knees and he he prayed to god he was like if if um, i'll die here if my son lives to see um, the end of the suffering that's essentially what he said and although he doesn't know that his son will live, right there and then he created a meaning for his death. He was dying for a meaning. Um, and maybe God may not see it, may not make what he wants true. But for him, dying is meaningful because that means that his son will live. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess you you put meaning onto onto whatever you want. I mean, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, I, for, if personally, I think that a lot of the world is meaningless. So you just have to put meaning onto, onto what you personally believe is meaningful. And that's, that's what, okay. so if you say that your death is meaningful, then essentially that creates value for, for, for yourself. I mean, your death might not be meaningful for other people. It might be a loss, you know, or other people might just not care, but for you, as long as you accept with your death, I guess, then you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's interesting because there's this, there's still people today practicing crucifixion. And there's a city in the Philippines called San Fernando, where I think on every Good Friday, they, they have a certain number of people, whoever is, it's voluntary. There are people who practice crucifixion on every Good Friday in the Philippines. Mm. That's Wait, crazy. It is, but they're dying. They're not dying. I don't think they're dying, but they're putting nails in their palms and their the soles of their feet because they find so they found so they find self worth in that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I get that. Whether it's personal conviction or not, there's a point that was brought up when I was listening to a podcast that maybe these people are products of like colonialism, you know, mm -hmm. because colonialism emphasized the Christian faith and, you know, really sticking to that. Yeah. So that could definitely translate into something like a tradition like crucifixion. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, like, I think it's easy for people to fall into the stereotype of, of saying, oh, these people are dumb for doing that, you know? But uh, uh, 
a a very good thing that a mentor one of my mentors kind of said was don't judge people for what gets them through life and essentially if that's giving them meaning you know i mean although it may be kind of archaic to us it kind of i guess for them it, it means something and i mean i i don't understand it but i guess some some people may believe that that's an ad- admirable thing to do yeah you know seeing yeah i i guess i mean it does make it makes sense cuz like i mean to us we don't really see the value in it but it's like people create their own like like almost like currency or like value it's like whether it's right or wrong and like objectively it's like you're if if you feel like it's right like how you said the original point where like um like the the dad dying um creating meaning for his death it's like these people create meaning for their actions like whether it's right or wrong it's like mm-hmm. it something in the end to them which is what basically matters Whoa. 
deeply you would die for it and uh i don't think i've gotten there yet you know i i think i've i'm the kind of person that can change their um their stance very quickly not to say that uh i'm not very grounded in my beliefs but i can acknowledge when i'm wrong and so i can't really say that oh i'd die for this belief if i'm not really sure if i'm right about many things that i believe in at this yeah. point because because i i wholly wholeheartedly believe that 100 years from now maybe even less than that a lot of my beliefs will be archaic you know so and and very outdated and i mean that's just that's just what time does you know time makes everybody a bigot even the people that are most you know progressive now i mean that I means that's good that's because our society is progressing in uh in, yeah, in a better way, you know. I hope, I hope that a hundred years from now, people are like, "Oh my God, he, they did those things. That's that's horrible. That's terrible." But, you know, so I can't really say that I die for something. No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, absolute truths now more than ever are becoming more and more trivial. Yeah, it's it's yeah. better to it's better to have a certain timeline and be open more open to new information as it comes, especially because new information comes so quickly. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, they say only fools uh, deal in absolutes. Because I don't think anything can be essentially ab- absolute, you know. It's, it's very hard to... Because I guess our mind, you know, plays tricks on us. You know, everything changes. And you can't really say that, oh, this is the absolute... Like, this is the thing that's going to happen. And... And, yeah. and believe that as gospel because uh, a couple of years from now, someone else could prove different, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. 
significant to you just whatever whatever however you choose to interpret that question Um, oh yeah pain makes you feel alive pain makes you feel like and you know it just it it's a reminder that you have feelings you know i think sometimes we we tend to get to be numb to avoid pain but you know that then you're just losing like life is pain but also it can be the opposite right so it's just part of losing i agree i think pain is a yeah it's a reminder that we're human and it it's it's a lot better than being numb or going through a period of monotony which i think can be in a sense, more harmful than about a pain. Yeah, because you can learn from pain. You know, oh, you yeah. can learn from pain, and you with pain you can appreciate when you're not feeling that. But if you're numb, it's just you're not feeling anything at all. Set the straight man to the late man Where have you been? I've been here and I've been there and I've been in
construct me or conduct me just use up my time I talk to the Why is pain significant? I think pain, um, it builds character, you know? Uh, I, I think, like, there's nothing, like, you know, 
I mean, life like like being the shit out you for you to like, you know, realize that you're human, to realize that like you're not, you're not like hot shit, and there's a a lot that you have to learn, and there's a, a lot more of a beating that you have to take in life. I mean, and that's kind of a a depressing way to view at it, view it, but it's also kind of realistic because I mean it's it's gonna be a lot of pain, you know, from here on out. And um, for some people, it gets even worse as they grow up. And some people get better, but essentially, I just think that pain is necessary because then we have something to re- reference. You know, uh, if if I'm feeling pain, you know, then I'll know when I'm happy and when I'm um, the most pain-free and most free of suffering. And so, life is a balance to me, and so. It's very important for me to like get those experiences of like painfulness, whether it's like, you know, in my head or you know even physically, like you know breaking a bone or something like that. I mean, I'm not gonna break it on purpose, but on the off chance because I learned from it. And I think that's just what life is, you know, like, you know, experiencing, you know, maybe getting hurt a little bit and then adjust adjusting yourself accordingly, based off of that, seeing whether that pain is worth taking again or not. Kind of like seeing yeah. pain as like an obstacle or like a challenge that you overcome. Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like it's yeah, right, right. Like to add on to those two points, like I feel like it's just all part of like a balance, like of like natural life. Like you can't really imagine having no pain, like everything being you know all great, like you know or whatever, because it's like that's not real. It's like there's nothing really to look forward, like right, like there's no obstacle, like um, Kevin said, and it's like it's like it's part of a balance. Like even if you don't want to be in pain, it's like it's something that needs to happen to have like yeah. some direction. Right. Uh, kind of like being able to. It's it's just natural for what whatever pain is because you know um there's always something going to be better no matter what because that's what progress is right um yeah yeah i i agree i think if you as long as you take into account the fact that too much pain can definitely break a person because we, we, we address this idea of like, there's a baseline level of happiness, right? But if you stray too far from the extreme, then that's when you start to see lasting damage. Mm-hmm. Or even like the other extreme, maybe, you know, yeah, like, like too, like too not, no, happy. no pain at all. Right. It's just like, it almost, be, you almost become numb in, in like a happiness way. You know what I mean? It's like, and you, you I feel like you kind of lose meaning there too. It's like. I don't know. It's like I think it's, it would be the same thing. It just yeah, it's yeah. pain is just yeah. Which I guess, maybe, maybe not like an a stark contrast to pain, but like overstimulation. Mm, I see. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess that's you, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I mean, yeah, that's something that a lot of people fall into. They kind of get get drunk on. I mean, I feel like everybody's drunk on something, but some people kind of 
get overly addicted to, to certain things to, to avoid, um, you know, feeling pain or to, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, people can, people can break if they, if they experience too much pain, just like people can get into a very bad um, state, very unproductive state if they experience too much, you know, stimulation or like pleasure. Yeah, um, to, I was just, this just came to my mind. You remember that Spongebob episode where Scootery goes to the, um, the, the, those homes? But like it's all it's all like Squidwards and stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because like everything is like he likes everything there, and then it, through time it's like he becomes like it's like what were we saying like he becomes kind of numb to it. Like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and then it becomes yeah. he becomes depressed because he thought that the initial stream of happiness that he received from moving there would last throughout the rest of his life. Right, or that's like all he needed. When yeah, like, when in reality, it's more of an internal thing that he had to fix. Like nothing external was gonna fix his situation long term. Yeah, it's like yeah. Well, I just, I don't know, writers just of SpongeBob. SpongeBob is educational. They did. They did a hell of a job. Bro, those, those, those earlier episodes for everything. Bro. Good writers. Those earlier episodes were really hidden. Nowadays, that I don't really crazy, know who they man. appeal to. Most but... most of us most of us are Squidward now. <laughs> stuck in a job they hate. I mean, yeah. Big nose. Karen, what's this? The same <laughs> life is dusty. Let's try to be like SpongeBob. You know, Stry- like. Try to be like Patrick. <laughs> Unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Living under a rock.
I have a question. So, when is there too much pain then? Isn't it all about how you react to pain? Yeah, I think so, but you got to keep in mind that humans have basic necessities and once they're not met, I think that's what that's the point where too much pain is unsustainable. You know, like if you're not getting enough food in a day or Okay, you don't have that. you don't have you don't have a roof under your head. That could that could be seen as like the equivalent of like oh, that's past the point of like a baseline level of happiness that you always return to, because you're not meeting those basic requirements for human life. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, I was listening to this podcast and the guy was like talking about um, like when are people like the most happiest based on um their monetary income then you know from like uh like from like ten thousand bucks a year um from like ten thousand dollars a year to, to fifty thousand dollars a year the jump of happiness is drastic you know yeah. it's like it's a terrible amount of happiness in ten thousand and it goes up like a, a lot up until like fifty thousand which is you know around the amount in the United States, the average amount in the United States that you need to get your basic necessities met per year. Um, but then after that, when it gets from 50,000 to about a million, the growth is kind of stagnant. It, 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 it grows, but it doesn't like, it doesn't have like big jumps. And it kind of, it, it says a lot because essentially people are most happy when their basic needs are met. You know, that's, that's what's really important to them. When they have enough food to eat, when they have enough, like, clothes on their back, when they have a roof over their head, those, like, necessities are, are, are after you have those, essentially, the rest is just, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I, I think that's why it's important to, like, acknowledge that, like, more money won't make, essentially make you more happy. Um, yeah, yeah, but... I completely agree. But then on the same side, there's definitely a certain money, amount of money that you need and just not think about basic human needs being fulfilled. Yeah. But once you get past that point, I do agree that you're definitely going to revert back to a baseline level after yeah. every experience. What is that called? That's called the, the hedonic treadmill. No way. Yes, he knows big words, bro. The hedonic treadmill is you always revert back to a baseline level happiness, regardless of whether something shitty happens to you or something really good. Like there's this an example. There's this example where they compared that mind state of someone who just won the lottery and someone who just entered into the hospital after a major accident. And the more time that passed, the more their levels of happiness kind of, you know, equaled each other. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. I mean, I mean that's. I think that's everything in life. Uh, like, you have a dream car and you you buy it, 
and at first it's like oh i finally got my dream car uh show up my friends they're like oh i love it you know people around me are like damn that's a nice ass car and as time goes on people stop start noting you seeing it less it gets more you know it gets more miles put onto it and eventually it be, it goes from becoming your dream car to to your car you know uh-huh. it, it, be, it goes from becoming oh the car that you look to, like look forward to having and owning for years to just the car that you have now and then it's not really that special to you anymore i think it's kind of like some, something similar to what you were talking about where it's just um things kind of whatever you like whatever brings you happiness will essentially become normal to you i think that's why gra- gratitude you know is very important you know just acknowledging oh i i have all these things around me you know they, they seem normal to me but i'm very lucky to have them that's a big yeah. part of uh that's a big part of happiness yeah and, uh, yeah Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's yeah. see. Uh, this is a good one.
or what is your concept of death? How do you view death? To be not afraid of it. Okay. Death is, uh, for me, uh, I can say it's for personal. When I was going through it, you know, when I was down bad, down bad. This isn't so, isn't, isn't so bad. Down bad. It doesn't sound so bad. Not some like suicidal shit. But yeah, you know, if I die, like it, it is what it is. But then for the longest, when I felt better, I'd be scared to die because I yeah. didn't want to lose that. You know, like oh, I'm having such a good, <laughs> good life. I don't want to die right now. And personally, yeah. I want to live till I'm old. I want to live in a town mode, so, but, um, I just, you know, you just have to accept it, obviously, it's gonna happen to all of us, and, like, you know, thinking of, like, Doom, thinking of Doom just past week, you know, our idol, our heroes are gonna die, our family's going to die, our friends are going to die, we're gonna die, so we just have to accept it, mm. but not think about it all the time, you know, it's just, Mm. It'll come, but you're like you shouldn't stress yourself. Always oh. thinking about it. Yeah, I think honestly, I personally think that we don't think about death enough. Um, just because we don't know it. I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, I think. I don't... Uh, not. I mean, it's 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 okay not to like. I I don't be think paranoid that, over it. You yeah, know. be paranoid because yeah. Uh, something that I live by is we know just as much about uh, about life as we know about death, you know. Uh, so I don't um, really stress over. Well, we don't know do we what know life more? is. We don't. We we're we're born in here and we're told what to what to do, how to like. We were taught as a child, you know, to accept this as normal, you know, and, and it kind of comes can, naturally. Can, but you can make your own meaning. But how would you yeah. know more? How would you know equally like you can make your own you can make I, your own belief about death too you can say yeah. that you're gonna live in the clouds you can say that you're gonna burn in hell i mean and, and you can create you can you can create a concept in your mind that helps you get through life you know i mean that's what a lot of people do um and, and essentially we know we know just as much about like about what life really is because everybody differs their the the their meaning of lives you know like no one person has the same con um no one person has the same concept of what heaven would look like you know for for christian people you know like heaven differs from person to person and same with like several other religions you know like uh good places are based on a person's perceptions of what they believe is good you know we don't really know what's happen what's going to happen after just like we don't really know why we're here in the first place. If you really look at it, if you look at it that way, at least. I like to think but about I think it. we do know. Oh, wait, go ahead. That is a small point. I like to think about it in a way where it's like, it'll be like the same way it was how I was feeling about death a hundred years before now, which is when I didn't exist, right? So like, yeah. it's the same way where it's like, I can't really feel anything about it. I mean, obviously now because I'm alive, but like before, it's like I I can't really worry about what's gonna happen when I when it does because like I won't exist anymore. 
So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess now I could worry about it, but it's like, it, you got to find the, the value in it, in death. Cause it's like, it's okay. So like everyone worries about death, but like no one really worries about what would happen if you didn't die. You know what I mean? Uh, let's, let's say like we didn't die, you know? Oh, God, I never thought about that. I just, <laughs> I just that's a fucking headache. <laughs> I, I just feel like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's like a whole other question, but like, uh, it's just like somewhere like what I think. I just, I just feel like you really would lose all of that. It would, it would take all value away from ex- existing. You know. Indeed. Oh, that makes so much sense. And, you know, and we could elaborate. We could definitely elaborate on that. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. I definitely think like people. Yeah, when I say like people don't think about death enough, I I agree with. Uh, uh, it's kind of like something that Nate was saying. It's just like. I think people expect that they're gonna like live forever. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they, I don't, they don't. They don't consciously. They don't consciously acknowledge that one day that they're gonna die. So they mm-hmm. go through life kind of just living as if they're gonna see tomorrow, when there's nothing certain. You know, like tomorrow isn't certain. The next hour isn't certain. Yeah. You know, right, right. one day I could just like I could feel a pain in my chest and then collapse, and that's that's the end of my days. You know, um, and it's a depressing thought. You know, and, and it's very unproductive if you let it consume you, but it's also very productive if you acknowledge it and, you know, like live by, oh, I, I won't, I probably won't see tomorrow. Let me, let me, let me hug my, let me hug the people I love extra, extra tight tonight, just in case it makes you really appreciate, you know, the, and, and really analyze the things that you do and how you do them and make, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing more shitty than, you know, um, being really bad, really, really mean to someone. And then the next day realizing that, uh, or I might not, I, the next day realizing, you know, if something happened to them that I might not be able to like apologize for being that person, or that could have been the last thing that I did to them or said to them, or, you know, acted around that way around them. And I think a lot of the people that have done terrible things in this world really thought that they were going to live forever. You know, they didn't really, uh, they really didn't really acknowledge that, that one day they're, they're going to be six feet under just like everybody else, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, honestly, I was, I stumbled upon the concept of, a, or not the concept, the profession of a death doula, which is like a, a midwife for death, kind of. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a person kind of guiding you through your last days of life. They're not necessarily trying to get you to... The only thing they're trying to get you to do is make sure that your last couple of days are satisfactory and like make sure you're comfortable. Yeah. You know, because at, at that point, they're not in the business of giving you hope that you're going to survive if you're clearly not going to. I so, hope not. Yeah, because that would that would put you at a disservice. But like one of the death doulas said that like the most interesting part of her job is having to conversate with the families who were going through way more denial than the patients themselves. You know, yeah. because of the because of the fact that it was like, oh, I'm not gonna see this person at the dinner table. You know, mm-hmm. it's that level of uncomfort and knowing that someone's gonna die. Yeah, is 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 a lot more painful for the person the person 
has that relationship with the person dying than the person dying themselves. Yeah, I agree.
I guess my view of death is uh, it's one of those things where uh, it'll come someday, and I don't think there's any uh, there's any there's any way for it to be answered of what'll happen. You know, I remember for a long time it kind of like like really upset me that I didn't really know it was gonna happen. You know. Um, and it caused me to be very unproductive about a lot of the things in my life. I was busy worrying about what, what could happen. And I didn't realize that, you know, like I have to live life, you know, it doesn't really matter what could happen. You know, I have to focus on what can happen and the things that I can control. Um, so I think for me, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I've acknowledged that I'm just going to find out when it happens, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm scared, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, I mean, you're only human. If, if you're scared, I mean, it means that you're human because why wouldn't you be scared of, you know, like the ultimate, you know, thing that everybody has to face one day. But it's also something that I can't really worry about because, you know, I, I have no control over it. So for me, it's just, I focus on living a good life and uh, every now and then acknowledging that, yeah, one day I might not be here. So, you know, got to be nice to the people around me. Thank you. 
There's this really good thing that I heard where it's like, it won't really matter because, you know, we'll just, we'll just go back to, you know, the earth, you know, we'll be part of the earth. Just like, just like we put, you know, uh, how do you say, like carcasses of like dead animals, you know, like they die, you know, they become part of the ground, they fertilize everything like that. You know, that's how I hope, you know, I'll just become one with, you know, the okay. earth. And that gives, yeah, that gives me a little bit of, like, peace, I guess. But, but yeah. Uh, that'd, be a, that'd be a sweet way to go, bro. Yeah. I think be, it's... Uh, become a tree. Yeah. Become a tree. <laughs> tree.
I think it's about I think it's about just like having a belief of like just anything that'll get you through life. That that's what it is for me. I don't really judge what people believe in. I mean, obviously, as long as it doesn't hurt other people. But if it gets you through life, it's fair game for me. You know, like good for you. As long as you know, like you don't you don't try to hurt other people, and you believe in something that that brings you hope, that brings you satisfaction, that allows you to live a peaceful, you know, like full life. Then yeah, go ahead. You know, yeah, I don't I, I don't think that I'm right about my beliefs. You know, but I know that it's gonna it gives me peace of mind and it gets me through life. And that's what matters to me. And uh, I fully expect that when I die, I everything that I believe in a whole true will be wrong. But I got through life and I'm fairly happy now. And that's what matters to me. Hmm. I kind of wanted to add to your point about like being scared of death, which is like like I was like natural, but like um, or, like everyone's scared of death, right? But it's like. I feel like you, like you, you could make it less scary by living your life in a way that you come to terms with your death. Maybe not agree with it in a way like it's like, okay, I want this to happen to me, but like in a way that's like, like it'll happen and it's like it's okay that it'll happen because my life is this. I did this for people, or I, you know. So like, I feel like that makes it less scary, you know? Maybe not not scary, but like just less. You niggas can't fuck with me. 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 You niggas had sex with that. You niggas had sex with that. This song, bro. It's like the other, yeah, bro. It's like the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> bro, RP Boo. Greatest, one of the greatest electronic producers out. You got it, bro. You can't fuck with me, bro. Yeah, they can't. Oh, yeah. For real.
Yeah, but it's it's natural to be on edge of on on a topic that you're unsure of, hmm. like your own future. I, like even even like when I'm alive, like things that I'm not sure of, I'm obviously thinking about more than things that are set in stone. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like uncertainty in general, just like that breeds fear. You know, it's like. Yeah, you know, knowing you're ignorant on something is like it's scary because you can't, you can't make it like tangible. You can't make it like you can't create yeah, a fear. Sure. Like the election, yeah. for example. You know, we spent like a what was it like a week with uncertain results, and that's <laughs> that's probably like one of, one of my worst moments of the year, man. I spent four days, you know, and like a constant battle. Yeah. Well, like, because I was just unsure. Um, what mm. what I like to think about is like um, sort of similar in a way, but it's like um, uh, I think you guys have heard of like Lovecraftian horror, but like those like, like yeah, obscure, I love it. I feel like it's similar to that. It's like it's scarier because it's very uncertain, like what it is, mm. so you can't really create like an image of it or like you can't form like the boundaries for it which, which makes you know the uncertainty very scary which, is like, which is like, i guess you could say the same thing about like death or like any other question that's like you don't have the answer to like, yeah that's a good example yeah but crouching yeah. horror is just one of those things where it's, it doesn't really like rely on on jump scares or uh you know the fear of oh you're gonna die from a murder or a psycho or something like that it's it's the fear that you're so small and insignificant and you know nothing about the universe you know that these big like demons and and monsters and all these things that you have no way to like conceptualize or have reason for are gonna like attack you and it's kind of like what life is you know like just like the unknowingness the the the, the feeling of being powerless, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of a, what, what, what makes people scared, you know, to, to think about death. 